we would record an episode where we tell you about who we are and why we're here. Maybe you're a fan of our Theme Parkettes podcast. Maybe you found our store, MainStreetInspirations.com. Maybe you read our blog there. Maybe you're considering having Ashley do your Disney vacation planning. Or maybe you just follow us on Instagram at MainStreetInspirations. Either way, we wanted to let you know a little bit more about us. Okay, so first of all, I'm on Disney World time, and Jessica's on Disneyland time, <laughs> but we met in Los Angeles through our mutual friend, Amber. Yay, Amber um, Benson. Woohoo! We love Amber. Um, we So Amber basically set us up because we have similar interests, and actually, what was very funny is the first night I met Jessica, we had on similar Alex and Ani bracelets, oh, so yeah. Amber was very spot on about our similar interests and that also i'm pretty sure we spent like 20 minutes talking about disney um like right away right away instantly and then we started hanging out i had to pursue jessica to hang out with me and asked her on a friendship date listen okay wait just stop right there (laughs) it's hard to make friends as an adult okay like unless you're set up by someone who you trust like what you know it's not easy you meet co-workers and whatever but for someone to be like hey i feel like you two should get together and hang out that's it felt like we were being set up set up which is weird (laughs) and then i literally was like facebook stalking you sending you messages like Hi, so do you like Mexican food? Would you want to meet me for lunch one day? Like, it felt so weird, but I was like, I'm just going to keep after this girl because we had the same bracelets on and Mm -hmm. we both love Disney. Oh, and I forgot to mention that we're both from New England. I'm from Massachusetts and Jessica's from Rhode Rhode Island. So we had mutual love of Patriots football and new kids on the block and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And yet it was like, I could not get Jessica to say yes to me at first, but finally she did. And we had a great lunch and we just started hanging out. And right around that time, I, so earlier, a couple months ago, I had finished my first run Disney race, the Disneyland half. And I was um, just finishing a training, non-training for the LA marathon. I had gotten injured, but was still running. And so I motivated Jessica into coming running with me by saying, if we go for a run, we will go get food afterwards, which is always a good way to sell people on running. And, and Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Miles. And Dunkin' Donuts yes. coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go run six miles and then get iced coffee and eat all the calories we just lost. But it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, so then a couple of years later, after I ran my first marathon at Disney World, Walt Disney World Marathon, I decided I needed a new challenge. So why not run the Dopey Challenge, which is, for those of you who do not know, it is over Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, and it is running the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and the full marathon, all four days. Yes, it is as dumb as it sounds. There's a reason why they call it the so Dopey Challenge. stupid. No, <laughs> no it's really <laughs> no, inspiring. It really it's so inspiring. I am well, not interested. I'm not interested. Yes, I did me. the Star Wars half. And thanks to Ashley, who helped me with my training on that, and then ended up doing the, we did the food and wine, wine and dine at Epcot. Wine and dine. That was the fun. inaugural two-course challenge. That's right. The lead, yeah, that the was part of my, challenge. Um, that was part of my training for my first 
for my first dopey challenge actually was that weekend because we did the 10k and the half marathon back to back. So I was like, oh, well, this works out perfectly. That was fun. And that was totally Uh, doable. But yeah, but yeah, she was doing dopey. (laughs) And she said to me, listen, I got to be in a costume for every single one of these days. Um, And she knew I'm kind of (laughs) crafty in the way that I'm sewing crafty. And so I help her put like, she- Not like, you know, mm, you know, maniacal crafty, although. Not like evil Jafar crafty, <laughs> but sometimes. Um, sometimes. So, so yeah, I helped her put together four pretty great outfits, I would say, for running your races and they some were. sparkly ears that, um, that match the color of the charity that you were running for. Yes, so I would be remiss in, if I didn't give a big shout out to Team and Training, um, who I've done all of my races with, and Team and Training raises money to benefit the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So Team and Training's colors are purple, purple and like a limeish green color. So Jess had put together some beautiful purple ears. By the way, this was long before Disney decided to put out these purple potion ears, so I just want to make it very clear <laughs> that we had been doing this for at least a year. I'm not saying that they copied us. I'm just saying that, you know, we feel very lucky that we were so inspiring to Disney. You know, they inspire us and maybe we inspired them. And that's what Main Street Inspirations is all about, right? All over the place. And yeah, and my costumes, it was so funny. So my half marathon costume was, I was Belle. I was uh, ballroom bell so I had the yellow dress and Jessica had made this beautiful running skirt out of this gorgeous yellowy gold fabric with the pickups and roses on it and it was just beautiful and of course that weekend it was like 20 degrees out at the start line I'm not exaggerating it was really cold um, but I was standing in the corral and I felt somebody touch <laughs> I don't know how to describe it I felt somebody's hand like by my hip and I look over and this woman's this strange woman I did not know who she was standing next to me was like pulling on my skirt and she just looked at me and now this is a weird thing to happen at five o'clock in the morning like you're just you're half asleep it the whole thing was weird but she looked at me and was like where did you get your skirt? I love your skirt. And then suddenly all of the women around me who are all running this race are like pretty womaning me. Like, where did you get your skirt? And you're this and this and this. And I was like, uh, my friend made it for me. And so I came back. I was like, Jess, we gotta, we gotta do something with this because people really liked my skirt. And so that is kind of how Main Street Inspirations was born in a crazy way. In a, in a crazy way, I started thinking that maybe other people would be interested and want to to buy some running costumes. And so I started with running costumes on Etsy, and then I put up the ears, and then I started making more ears, and then Ashley would call me and say, oh my gosh, what about these ears? And then that led to randomly things for the home and custom painted doormats, which led to our website, MainStreetInspirations.com, and then last year... Ashley put in the training and finally did what we've all, all of her friends have been telling her to do forever, which has become a Disney vacation planner, which she was also, she was already basically planning all of her friends' Disney vacations for free. Pretty much. (laughs) Even like my day at Disney, if I was just going by myself on my annual pass, I would call her and consult her and be like, wait, so where should I go today? (laughs) What do I need to check out? So she finally made it official last year and became a Disney vacation planner and- that's that's who we are and now we're we're the theme park heads and it's just been awesome and super fun to come up with ideas and of course we love all of the people who have supported us and 
you know, bought things from the shop or have reached out to Jessica and done custom things. We've done, you know, a lot of non-Disney stuff. Um, and you had a lot of fun making some of those college ears for those girls that were going oh off gosh, to their first year of college. that was so amazing. That was probably <laughs> one of my favorite things ever was that someone reached out and said, I want to make my my daughter and all of her friends who just all got into different colleges ears that represent their college. And then they all went to the parks together and took pictures in their ears. And it was so <laughs> seeing the pictures so and just what people were reposting it on Insta and everything. And it just made my heart. Ugh. So happy. I love that stuff. So now that you know a little bit more about how we met and how Main Street Inspirations came to be, let's get to know Jessica and Ashley a little bit more. So Ashley, what would you say started your love for Disney? Oh, so I, um, as a very young child, my first love was The Little Mermaid. And Mm -hmm. my parents tell the story all the time that I watched it incessantly when they moved into their house. They were just, you know, renovating the house and I was just watching The Little Mermaid. And the first movie I saw in movie theaters, because now I'm going to show my age, was Beauty and the Beast. So I just fell in love with the movies and was just desperate to watch every single thing I could about Disney. Um, And my dad spent most of my childhood traveling for business. So he would often go to Orlando. So we had a timeshare there and we would go usually once a year and spend a couple of days at the parks. And all of my memories of, as a child are, you know, Magic Kingdom based of my first Minnie Mouse ears and riding It's a Small World over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of how it all started. And it just never went away. I just, I just love it. I love Disney. Yeah. Obviously. I think that that, it's so funny. I feel like people who are into Disney as much as you and I are usually have like childhood memories attached to it. Like my husband is not super, like he wasn't super Disney guy. Like, trust me, I almost didn't marry the guy because of this. I was like, (laughs) I find your lack of Disney magic a serious problem. So (laughs) I feel uh, like he's come around. Oh my gosh, he totally has. Well, because he finally, I I showed him Disney as an adult. We went, we did like four parks in three days down in Florida. And then here in, in California, taking him to Disney, what really got him into it was honestly drinking around the world and going around California and just seeing it for him. He's such like a roller coaster guy. And so for him, he was like, well, what, what it's not. And I was like, no, it's not about the rides as much as it's about the feeling of it and the theme parkiness of it all. Like, don't you feel it? And he's coming around. He's definitely come leaps and bounds from where he was when we first started dating. So I'm pretty proud of that, actually. (laughs) For me, I was like such a Disney Channel kid. I'm a little older than Ashley, just like a little bit older. You'll probably hear that when you talk to us, the different things that we're into. Um, I was a. I remember getting the Disney Channel as like a Christmas gift. My parents had a box for my brother and I to open, and we open it inside was um, like a, a, a construction paper Mickey Mouse ears that said, "We just got the Disney Channel." Because back then, when you had cable, you had to like pay for the premium channels, and Disney Channel was a premium channel. And when they would do those free things, like the free weekends of Disney Channel, I don't know if you remember any of this, Ashley. Oh, oh yes, because I didn't have the Disney Channel. And so whenever they would do that, I would glue myself to the television set for that weekend, beg my parents for the Disney Channel, and it never happened. 
Well, we got I'm it. very jealous that you we got, got the it. Disney Channel. And I, oh, I loved it and invited people over. We took our first trip to Orlando when I was seven and went every single year after it. My father is the type of guy who, when he finds a good family vacation, sticks with it. <laughs> and it was perfect for our family. Um, and we went every year. We also had a, a timeshare as I got a little bit older and they realized that was a better use of, of their vacation money. Um, my best friend's grandfather was actually what they called the mayor of Main Street. And just so cool. And they lived in Florida and they would meet us there. So it was also about like, we get like just a little bit of kind of like backstage access and just being able to see things from his perspective, which was so cool and understanding like the cast members who worked there. Um, then, of course, I went to University of Central Florida for college and I worked as a cast member while I went to college as most many UCF students do. You either work at Disney or Universal. I worked at both. Uh, but I was, yeah, I worked at, do you know this? Did you know that I was a cast member? Have you oh, yes. Yeah, oh, you yeah. told me all the stories about um, your time at Pleasure Island. Yeah. And- I was at I worked RIP at, Downtown Disney. Oh, the Pleasure <laughs> Island Jazz Club was where I worked. For those of you who remember it, they would have uh, donuts come out at like midnight, so a lot of people would show up at midnight for the countdown. I actually, speaking of the countdown, I celebrated my 21st birthday at Pleasure Island, uh, which was amazing. So at like midnight, I could go and get my bracelet and finally like have a drink at Pleasure Island. So. Man, I have so many happy memories of Disney dates at Disney Quest, and my my movie theater was the Disney AMC. We'd go to Candy Cauldron, which was I think it's still there. Is it still called Candy Cauldron? You can get the I chocolate, I think so, the fudge that, and all of like the caramel apples and things like they have at the parks, and sneak it into the movie theater. <laughs> so you could have like all of the the caramel apples like they have at Marceline's out here. And have those in the movie theater, which was just, oh, it's just amazing. It's so funny because my parents took me, I mean, like I said, we went every year for most of my childhood. And then when I was in middle school, I used to go with my aunt and my uncle who um, had a place down there and I would go down for, so for those of you who are not in New England, we have weird uh, vacations in the winter. So we don't do like a March spring break. We do a February vacation and an April vacation. And that's when everybody goes to Disney is either February vacation or April vacation. And so I used to go every February when I was in high school um, to visit my aunt and my uncle. And we would, I would always con them into taking me to the parks. And I remember one time my, one of my girlfriends in high school came with me. She came down for the week and this is before this was a thing, but we decided we were going to do all four parks in one day. So this is back when, I mean, the internet was a thing, but you didn't have, you know, the boards or places where people shared their strategies. We just knew what time Animal Kingdom opened and what time Magic Kingdom closed and how we were going to do it. And we got my aunt's best friend to come with us and the three of us just ran around Disney World and it was awesome. And those are my favorite memories. I mean, as a kid, my parents would take me and they were very supportive, but I also remember that um, whenever the fireworks would end, my parents would take me home because they would tell me the park was closed, which is a bold-faced lie, by the way. Such a lie. (laughs) Like, now as an adult, I mean, the park is still open usually for at least another two hours. And they were like, nope, park is closed, time to go. And I was like, okay, because I didn't know any better. So they just straight up lied to me. 
all the time. It's so funny to drag to me, me out of Disney World. I did a lot of the running around from park to park too, especially when I was in college. I remember being like, okay, if we wake up, we can go here, and then we can get here, and then we can get here. We take the bus to here. Now, as an adult, and maybe also it's having the annual pass for Disneyland and everything. Like my way of doing Disney is so much different now I love just the the last time I went to California Adventure I literally went on one ride I went on Toy Story by myself <laughs> I walked around almost all day I saw all the shows I watched the Five and Dime I watched the Newsies I watched the Groot show you know the Guardians of the Galaxy in front I watched all the shows I ate all the food and I just walked around and, and just enjoyed the park and enjoyed the people and went to Lamplight Lounge and just watched the water and families. And I don't know. I just do it different now. My experience has changed similarly to yours. I mean, so back when I lived in L.A. and I also had an annual pass, there were times that I would go to the park and just wander around. I mean, my last day in Los Angeles with my pass at Disneyland, I remember getting there like really early in the morning. And I don't think I went on a ride for the first three hours I was there because the atmosphere is just so nice. So nice. You just grab a cup of coffee and just eat some Mickey beignets and just people watch. And it's, and it's the same thing at Disney World. I mean, I think, as we all know, the challenge with Disney World is that it takes a little bit more planning because logistically you have so much space to cover between each park and how to get to and from each park. But there have been times where, especially over run Disney weekends, where I'm trying to save my legs and my feet for a race, I won't even set foot in a park. I'll wander around a resort or spend time at Disney Springs and just kind of enjoy so much of the other things that Disney has to offer outside of the parks, which I think is one of the things that are kind of the hidden gems mm -hmm. of Disney World is being able to do a lot of stuff that doesn't actually require a theme park admission. So like the, true. The, you know, the trails that go from the Grand Floridian to the Polynesian, like that walk, even it's like 15 minutes, it is beautiful. So like nice. It is so nice to just get a Dole Whip and just walk around and just enjoy the, you know, enjoy the view. So, and we did something like that when we were there for um, the Very Merry Christmas Party. We went and had lunch or late dinner, late lunch, early dinner. Well, I don't know what we oh, call yeah. it, but... <laughs> You just and sat just, like, on the lawn around. in front of yeah. the Magic Kingdom for a while. Just it's so funny. Like, things that, like, my seven-year-old self would be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Get on. It's a small world. Get on Dumbo. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing? Just sitting there. Like, that would drive me crazy. But, you know, one of the next question I was going to ask about was going to be about why like what as an adult has kept your love of Disney going for me, I'll tell you my answer first was I didn't go to Disneyland until I moved out here to Los Angeles. I'm an actor and I moved out to Los Angeles to be an actor. And I went to Disneyland for the first time and was of course struck by the fact that the castle is so much smaller. You nothing can prepare you for how small Sleeping Beauty's castle no. is. <laughs> if you're a Florida, if like you're someone who lived in Florida and then you go to Disneyland and you're like, wait, that's it. It looks like a house. Like, <laughs> but now I have grown to love Sleeping Beauty's castle and the fact that you can do the walkthrough in it. But the biggest thing for me that really kept me going and really fed my love for Disneyland was that you really feel like Walt is there. Like you really feel his 
presence. And then I started to just research more about him as a man and as a visionary. And then, of course, I live near Griffith Park, so I was able to go and see where he was sitting when he came up for the idea for Disneyland. Uh, and that just, uh, all of that has just really made me think, like, he was such a creative genius. And I love learning more about him and going to Disney and, and trying to see everything from his perspective. I love that. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I always tell people if they've never been to Disneyland is number one, the castle's really short. <laughs> so yeah, be prepared. And, and number two, yes, the park is smaller. The walkways are narrower, but this was Walt's park. I mean, you are walking down for the most part, what he dreamt up and, I think that there is something very special to that. And I definitely was very Disneyland averse. Similarly, because growing up, going to Walt Disney World, I was like, mm, yeah, whatever. Walt Disney World's better. It's bigger. We have Epcot. We have MGM. Sue me. I still call it MGM. We have uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, and so the idea of having just a park and then with California Adventure, two parks, just never it just never appealed to me. And then I, then I moved to LA and I started going. I was like, Oh, this is just, it's so much the same, but it's also so much different than mm -hmm. Disney world that I feel like it's, it's a totally different experience in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously California adventure is too, but um, you know, for me, I think what kept my love going has also honestly been my run Disney weekends. They are so much fun and it is such a different way to experience Disney World and Disneyland back when they used to do them in a it's just a totally different different feeling. I mean, you are at Disney World with 30,000 other people who are all trying to do the same thing. Some of them are trying to cross the finish line a certain amount of time. Other people like me have raised thousands of dollars for a charity or a cause that means a lot to them. You see people out there running for veterans. You see people out there running for, um, you know, for the homeless, for Give Kids the World. I mean, it just feels very different because you're you're doing something with all of these people that you have a, a common goal with. And I will say that the folks who are not there to run but happen to be in Epcot in the middle of this marathon are very supportive and cheer you on. And sometimes they try to hand you beers or margaritas while you're trying to finish your marathon, which is always <laughs> very kind of them. <laughs> there was this one time, this guy, the last time I ran to last, last year, uh, there was this guy like, I don't know, 20 or 30 yards ahead of us. And he screamed, he's holding two drinks in his hands. One was a margarita and I don't know what the other one was. And he's screaming at everybody running by. I'm like, take my drink, take my drink. And no one was taking him up off on it. So finally this guy, a couple people in front of us took the beer, chugged it, and then like spiked the cup on the ground. And this guy was so <laughs> excited. He was like, that was all he wanted all morning is he went and bought two adult beverages and just wanted someone running the marathon to drink it and this guy was like okay, none of fine. the women did it none of the women we're all like oh, we're not getting roofied I, sir i think about it like there was a moment where i looked at my friend jen who i was running with and i was like hmm. at this point in this dopey challenge i could definitely go for a beer but obviously the guy in front of me yeah. beat me to it but it was i mean but it's stuff like that where i mean where else are you gonna where else are you gonna do that during my first marathon i rode expedition everest in the middle of the race that's so cool that's <laughs> like just just got in line in animal kingdom and with my friend lauren 
and we're sweaty and our garments are beeping and we're surrounded by all these other people because it's about the halfway points, about mile 13. And then you have the regular Disney guests who are staring at us like, uh, am I missing something? What is happening? Like, where, Why are all these sweaty people with numbers on their chest in line for this ride? They did not do their really research. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of that too. I always am surprised when I meet somebody during marathon weekend who has no clue that a marathon's happening. Yeah. Um, which I just considering how much signage Disney puts up, I'm just always very surprised by. But I think that that has given me a, a different perspective. And honestly, getting to help other people plan their trips mm-hmm. and make the most out of their time, I mean, that that is awesome. And they probably get so sick of listening to me talk about it, but I just love being able to share that with other people and to talk to them about it in a way that makes the sense, most sense for them as a person, if they're going with friends, if they're going with a significant other, if they're going with a family, you know, there's so many different ways to, to do those trips and you can, you can do one as a staycation and just stay in the resorts and not go to the parks, or you can go to all the parks or you can do a mix of things. And I just feel like it's always changing and there's, I don't know anyone who's done every single thing that Disney has to offer. And so it keeps me coming back for more, which I guess is the point, right? (laughs) Listeners, there's nothing that pisses our friend Ashley off more than when someone goes to the parks unprepared. (laughs) They didn't know about booking their reservations and didn't know about booking their fast passes and their magic bands and just decided to show up and then are surprised when it wasn't everything that they wanted it to be. If you are, if, if you are listening to this and you have not been to Disney World specifically Disneyland's a little bit different, but if you've not been to Disney world in the last, I would say 10 years, please, please do yourself a favor and reach out to a travel agent. Like talk to people because it is not your mama's Disney world anymore. Like I, when my parents came with me a couple of years ago for the marathon and I was explaining to them just all sorts of things about how Disney world operates. Now they could not wrap their brains around yeah. how much it changed because mm-hmm. it has changed. Yeah, I mean, when the we were last kids, five years. I mean, when we were kids, you showed up, you got a ticket book, you went like, it was not this, this crazy thing that you had to plan 180 days in advance of what you wanted to eat that day and what rides you wanted to ride. And, and the reason why Jessica's bringing this up is because very recently, a colleague of mine was telling me about his not-so-great experience at Disney World. And when I asked him why it wasn't so great, he was telling me that, you know, he didn't think it was fair that you could not go to be our guest restaurant. And I looked at him and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we couldn't get in. It's like, right. Well, you, cause you got to have a reservation in advance. Well, no one told us that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know that someone was supposed to tell you that, but like, I would have definitely told you that there's no outside of club 33. There's no restaurant that is off limits on Disney property. You just have to make a reservation. So I got like really angry at him for not knowing that he was supposed to make advanced dining reservations, which is not fair to him as a non-Disney person, but just like, I don't just, know. just so you know, <laughs> please, please now, do yourself a favor. Knows. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to spend. Um, it's, you know, you want to have the best time and there is a way to have the best time. It's a lot of info. Feel free. You can email me. You can send me an Instagram DM. I'm happy to share lots of information that you will probably take you seven hours to read, but it, <laughs> 
we want to make sure what our podcast really is also for. So yes, yes. and our we blog. will talk a lot of these things for so, sure. So I love talking about Disney claims to fame. So we've already discussed a few. Ashley's done the Dopey Challenge. Um, I've been a cast member. We've both been to Club 33. So these are things I call That's Disney claims have. to fame. Hey, Club 33. We went for my birthday. It was amazing. Um, it was actually amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so great. Uh, I've been to D23. Drank around the world. I've done it. Yep, I've completed it. Mm-hmm. Drank around DCA completed it also done that yep i have a coast to coast medal i'm a dopey medal but i have a coast to coast medal um i think i think i can call this a disney claim to fame uh 1994 (laughs) i think i was one of the first people to go on tower of terror at mgm oh that's cool i did not know that yeah because my family and i were there and uh you know there was a ton of actually let's talk about this really quick when tower of terror first opened i want to know if anybody else remembers this if you do shoot me an email or a comment or something there was an article that came out in the paper that my father read i have very strong memories of my father reading me this saying hey they're about to come out with this new ride at mgm studios and we're going this year oh my goodness it's going to be a hotel-themed ride where you'll go on every floor and see all these weird Twilight Zone type of things. And when you get to the 13th floor, that's the haunted floor, and that's when it finally free-falls you. And it's going to be a straight up-and-down free-fall, which I had never didn't think that was even possible. But originally, I heard that it was supposed to be, like, something on every single floor. And then, of course, we're at the parks, and there it is, and it's in the distance, and suddenly there's, like, one of the cast members comes up and says, oh my gosh, they just opened Tower of Terror, you can go and get on a preview of this ride. And I was like, what? And so we went, and of course, you get on it, you go in the room, and you hear the Twilight Zone thing, and then it's, like, two seconds, you know, really quick, you kind of go right through it, and then suddenly you're up, and then you fall. And I was like, well, they must be fixing it. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't right. This can't, this must, so I told everybody when I went home that that was it, but like, it was the preview. So anyway, I don't know if anybody else remembers that or had that, a similar experience where you're like, I really thought it was going to be more than this. So anyway, I love Guardians of the Galaxy now. I miss the original. I actually miss the Tower of Terror, but I love the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at DCA, so I'm a huge fan of it. Ashley, what are some of your Disney claims to fame? Um, okay, so outside of the Dopey Challenge is ish that I've done, um, and I've done the four parks in one day. I have also I was one of those people that got picked for the pre-show back when they used to do the backlot tour, and they would have that. <laughs> Like uh, I don't even know what to call. I don't remember what it was called, but oh, it was like, like the, the Mikhail's Navy, the, the perfect yes, with the perfect storm and the waves yes. and the yes. Okay, so I got picked to do that one. So I think I was in high school, and you get soaked. I mean, they don't like they really don't mess around. They gave us ponchos and um, like hip high you know boots like the big waders, but they basically said like, look, you're gonna get wet, and we did. We got 
drenched. I mean, thankfully it was really hot out, but <laughs> but it was awesome because I got to scream and yell and I got to ride the bee. I think I posted that on our Instagram once when I found a picture of it. They used to have like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids bee before they had the Honey I yes. Shrunk the Kids play place. They had it set up on a soundstage and you could like ride and flail around and then they kind of put you in the movie to show you how the kids rode on the bee in Honey I Shrunk the Kids the movie. Is this is this before they had Oh, do you remember that attraction at MGM? That was, they put you in the TV shows. Oh my gosh, yes, what was it I called? Was, that's what it was up in <laughs> my next. I had a question about what's your oh, favorite sorry. ride, your favorite Disney sorry, ride that's I no totally longer there. Ahead. It was called Superstar Television. Okay, oh it's gosh, over, like, yet. it was over next to the, like, Drew Carey sound. So it's been a minute since I've been to Hollywood Studios. So, yeah, not there. <laughs> not there. Um, but that was so not much there. fun. And I, my father got picked to be on like the Johnny Carson show. And my mom was picked to sing the do run, 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 do do run. Right. So, oh my gosh. But they didn't ever let you take videos of it. So it only exists, oh, which I think was such a mistake, but it had to be like a rights thing. It had to be like, they couldn't get the rights for people showing it. I don't know. Now people would be recording that left and right. I mean, that's, it was such a fun thing. I wish they would bring that back. It's my it was my favorite. I loved, but of course, I grew up to be an actor. So, <laughs> shocker. Like they have a lot of YouTube videos of it, too, if you ever want to go oh, back and do? watch. Yeah, so I don't know if, like, somebody found the old tapes, but you can search them on YouTube and watch um, old people on Superstar Television. Yeah, which is really fun. Maybe your dad's on one of them. I, I've they, seen I one, and I did not see your dad. But... We couldn't use our video camera. We had one of those huge video cameras that we took around the park, and they <laughs> did not let us take but I'm video. pretty sure that they're the videos that came from the attraction. Like, I don't think somebody recorded it. We didn't sell them because we would have bought them. Uh, Anyway, let us know if you remember Superstar Television too, or if you have no idea what we're talking about. Or if you were on it, if you got picked to be on Cheers or one of the things. All right, moving on. More, more claimed fame. I have to mention the fact that my step uncle, (laughs) my dad's wife's stepbrother, was the dream finder okay this was such a huge deal i'm an adult when i find this information out and i lose my mind i cannot tell you how much i have a brother and he loves figment loved it as a kid oh my gosh he what was crazy is in the 80s when you went to epcot you you know they had the figment my brother called it the figment ride journey into imagination which they still have now but it's so different and you could only really buy figment merchandise right there outside of that. Like nobody really knew when he went back to Rhode Island and told his friends, oh, my gosh, figment, figment. Everybody was like, what are you talking about? There was no figment show yeah. or no, you know, no figment merch outside of that. So kids didn't know what it was, but he was obsessed with it. And we have like pictures that he took with the Dreamfinder, And now it's our step uncle. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> And he has such great it's stories, so and hopefully we got to get him on the podcast. We got to get him. Yes, we got to. Yes, we I do. wonder if he would talk to us. Well, well, we'll see. What, what else we'll you see. got? You got any other ones? I avoided going on Splash Mountain until I was fourteen years old because no, I was terrified of names. it. These are not. I know names. they're not. These are just dumb things. <laughs> I'm trying to see if they have any other. Do celebrity encounters count? Because. Sure. A lot of celebrities. I got cut in line by Gwen Stefani. I'm still That's bitter about right. it. You're so mad about that, Gwen, <laughs> if you're listening. 
You owe Ashley a trip on Peter Pan's flight. Casey Jr. No, Casey Jr. And for the record, oh, I need Casey to bring my for Phoebe because that was, it was not okay. Mm-mm, not cool. Not cool. Um, also was in line for Space Mountain once with Lisa Leslie, the WNBA nice. player. And yeah, and this was, I don't know if this was like before they used to give tour guides, uh, VIP tour guides to the celebrities that came to the parks. Um, this is obviously long before social media, so it, nobody would have believed me if I told them, but she was just standing in line in front of me in Space Mountain. And I remember looking at her and being like, man, that woman is really tall. And this ride, like, I'm afraid her head's going to hit something <laughs> in this ride in the dark. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know how this is going to work. Since you brought up Space Mountain, I have to say, if we're going to talk next about favorite Disney rides, current and no longer existing, got to give a shout out to Space Mountain. Space Mountain is my yes. must do every Wait, time. Are we Disneyland or Magic Kingdom? Because they are very oh, different don't rides. make me choose. It's so hard. You want to know what? I'm going to give it to Disneyland because of Hyperspace Mountain. When they did the installation of Space Mountain and they made it Hyperspace Mountain, I got off that ride screaming, like so excited. It was the best. The way that they made it feel like you were a Jedi and, you know, evasive maneuvers right before you turn. And then they had the screens and it's pew, pew, pew. It was as a Star Wars fan, as a huge Star Wars nerd for them to do that. And on my favorite ride and my favorite movies like uh to put them both together so i have to give it to disneyland space mountain how about you what's your favorite fair. ride? Uh, oof i mean i do love space mountain but if i had to really choose my absolute favorite like cannot miss ride it would probably be expedition everest yeah i love everest great... everest is so fun it's such a great roller coaster other than, you know, obviously Disco Yeti not working, but that's okay, Joe. We, we forgive you. Oh, I just realized what my other Disney claim to fame. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't think of this. I just remembered my other Disney claim to fame. All right, okay. Really quick. So uh, a couple of years ago, I was working um, in a job. I was working for Occidental College and Joe Rohde, who's an Imagineer. Um, many of you, if you're a fan, you probably know him. He developed and designed Animal Kingdom, amongst many other things, uh, is an alum of Occidental College. And I, not knowing this when I took the job, I'd mentioned to my boss at the time that I had a favorite Imagineer because that's how obsessed with Disney I am. And my boss told me, oh, he's he's an alum and actually he's going to come and speak at his reunion. And the day he came in to have the meeting about speaking at reunion, I'm sitting at my desk and I hear him out in the lobby and I it was one of those things where you know when you have like a favorite celebrity and you're like if I ever met so and so I would just faint or freak out or whatever yes I let my palms started getting sweaty like I just didn't know what to say I was getting so worked up and of course my boss just waltzes him over to my desk and is like oh Joe this is Ashley and we talked for probably 45 minutes we talked about new fantasy land at disneyland we talked about animal kingdom we talked about conservation efforts i think at that point pandora had just broken ground so we were talking about pandora i mean we had probably a mundane conversation in his world but for my world it was amazing so yes to any of you who are joe roadie fans he is so cool and awesome and very kind and just brilliant and it was awesome so How do you spell his last name that just rem- R-O-H-D-E. Just in case anybody wants to look him up. And he's a, he has an awesome Instagram account, too. Like, he talks all about how they planned Everest. I mean, all of this stuff is just, he's just awesome. Big fan. 
Big fan. Favorite ride currently not around? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Really? Oh, gosh. Seriously? (laughs) Here's the thing. I mean, and that is, I remember it. You're super claustrophobic. You can see the the music. You can tell you're only right under the water. You really, that was in a movie that nobody remembers. (laughs) Okay. You're a kid. It feels very real. And I, and I say that because I loved it as a child. I also loved the Fantasyland Skyway. So I am very excited about the gondola system coming to Disney World. Um, But I only, like, the last time I went on it, I was probably seven years old. So, for the record, this is, like, rose-colored glasses for sure. I don't think it would have hold, held up, which is probably why it is like now. I as an adult. But probably would not, which is why it's now. Go check YouTube. Go check YouTube. And while you're on YouTube, watch Horizons, which is my favorite ride that is no longer there from Epcot Center. R.I.P. Horizons. I loved that ride for, no, I don't remember why I loved it so much, but if you watch it, it's just, it was so great. It was about the future, which, shocker, it was at Epcot. Um, It was about the future. It was about technology. I just loved it. It was very flowy. It had this idea that you could talk to people on television sets, which just seems crazy. We could communicate with each other. Phones in our pocket. Like, it just got a lot of things right, and obviously it's no longer there. I think it just aged itself out but i if you watch youtube there's actually a lot of people who talk about the design of horizons and then what happened to pieces of horizons you can find um in other parts it's it's really cool i won't get too much into it because i could geek out about it for a while but r.i.p horizons anyone else let me know i mean your yeah your choice is a lot better than mine <laughs> just for the well i mean i but I'm just saying, Everyone's like you said, my opinion. favorite, and I'm thinking. <laughs> you can be wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, also, I'm pretty sure where Horizons was is now Mission Space. Yeah. Yep. Mission Space replaced Horizons. Yeah. It's a great ride. Which I don't know if that was. It is. It's, as long as you don't get motion sickness. Yeah. Sure. But it's great. You, do, you can do the other kind, the, the non spin you around 50,000 times one. Oh, that helps. Anyway. Or stuck with somebody who does get motion sickness and doesn't realize it that's really fun <laughs> oh, no. anyway. i don't yeah. want to know that story no, that's a different so story where the theme park ends we're mostly obsessed <laughs> with disney but do you have any other parks that are your favorite theme parks i've been to many gazillions of theme parks um i, I mean i love islands of adventure the yep. hulk the incredible hulk roller coasters the best one of my it's amazing but the other favorite park and this is gonna not mean anything to anybody unless you grew up in a very small area of massachusetts but um our local theme park from where i'm from is called canopy lake park and it is there yep we had to go there for really we we had to go there for physics class we went and we got to um learn like velocity while riding roller coasters it was great (laughs) that's awesome what I love about it is it is this like quintessential little New England theme park in the middle of, you know, these giant pine trees on a lake. And it's just really fun. And it's very classic feeling. And I just love that about it. Um, so it's certainly nothing to write home about. You know, you should not plan a trip to Salem, New Hampshire, <laughs> just to go to Canopy Lake Park. But if you find yourself in northeastern Massachusetts or in southern New Hampshire and are looking for... Um, some fun roller coasters and some really good fried dough. I highly recommend Canopy Lake. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Islands of Adventure That's is really f- close to my heart because I was in college when they opened it. 
And so I got to go to a preview of that. I have a cute picture of me and my brother on like the Seuss carousel before they opened that, like sitting on it anyway. So I have really happy memories of that. But I would say um, I'm such, like I said, a real theme park. Like I love the feel of a park. My favorite are not the parks that are like, it's just about the coasters and it feels kind of cold and cementy and like, oh, is there a theme here? I don't really know. Um, I love Busch Gardens Williamsburg. If you've, it is actually worth it, it is worth going there. You're on these roller coasters, and Virginia is just gorgeous, and it just has a really like lush Virginia. And then, of course, they have like the beer fest, beer garden, and the food and wine fest there. It's so fun. I absolutely would highly recommend Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, Virginia. It's a great park. Oh, you've been too. I've been. I've been to. I've been to Bush Gardens. Well, I've been to Bush Gardens in Tampa too. Me too. Yeah. Um, but I've been to Williamsburg, and I've also been to Kings Dominion. And if you are a roller coaster aficionado although i know everybody's gonna get on my case about cedar point yada yada i get it but if you're on the east coast and you don't want to go to cedar point those are two great theme parks that are not that far away from each other so you can make a decent you know trip out of going to both of those parks and if you feel so inclined going to colonial williamsburg which is not really a theme park but is also really fun so um yeah their roller coasters are amazing at both of those parks they're just awesome they're so fun Outside of, now we're talking outside of Disney still, um, let's talk about our other fandoms. We have a lot of things in common. We both are, we love Star Wars. <laughs> we love yes. musicals. Um, yes. <laughs> and Boston sports, we talked about that. And rescue dogs. We both have rescue yes. dogs that are yes, named do. after Disney characters. <laughs> characters. <laughs> I'm not talking about Disney right now. Not Disney. Um, for, for me, um, I mentioned earlier, I'm an actor, um, a SAG actor, and an Emmy voter, and uh, I love musicals and and Shakespeare, and I'm probably directing a musical right now, and I'm probably in a play as we speak. <laughs> um, ice cream? We like ice cream. Yeah, karaoke. we do. What else, what else are do. we into, Ashley, that people might be interested in? Um, we are into adventures. Adventures. People really liked going adventures. Karaoke. Generally, karaoke. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've done a lot of karaoke. Fashion. Embarrassing karaokes. Um, yeah. Fa- what else do we like? I mean, we both like to be creative. I think, I think that's, I think the creative thing is, um, I was just thinking this morning about how you and I had, had this cool conversation about reading the artist's way and mm-hmm. kind of, we were both feeling really creatively stuck. And then this, without us even thinking about it, you know, here we are now. So it's kind of funny yeah. to think about how we are both being able to be creative while being this many miles apart. Um, I would recommend yes. going into business with your friend. If you're out there and you're thinking, <laughs> what should I do? Most I, people don't recommend that for the record. Most people be like, mm, I don't know if this is a good idea, but, well, but if, if you are like both, me and you, yes. Yes. But if you are also both very much um similar people but different enough that you both bring something different to the table that you know I mean obviously we've had our disagreements and we've had conversations about things that we don't necessarily align on but I think we each have a lot of strengths that we we bring together and it just meshes really well I think if we if we both were really good at the same things like I mean, could I get in front of a sewing machine? Sure. Could I make the ears as beautiful as you? Zero chance. Like, not even, there's no way. So I think if we both were trying to sew at the same time, we would probably not be successful. But because we both 
boost each other's strengths and are really encouraging, yeah. that makes it a lot easier. And I actually and, think the the generational gap between us <laughs> and age. We can sound like we're like 15 years apart. No, like we're not, but it's noticeable epic. that you are a millennial and I am not. <laughs> so. I am like, I am like cusp millennial. You're I am like millennial. <laughs> I am, that is legitimately what I am. And, I am elder millennial. But yeah, but just like little things that, you know, that it was just a different generation. So you can reach out to be like, like you have to do a goof troop thing. You're like, what? I do? Oh, yes. like, I didn't <laughs> say goof troop. What said was, you have to make a goofy movie thing and you're yeah. like i have never seen oh, that's which was, was a whole other was... <laughs> but that's okay because i've never seen newsies so here we are Wait. what i i know hopefully by I the know. time people are listening to this podcast <laughs> you will have seen newsies because i have a framed and signed newsies poster on my wall and obsessed with christian bale what yeah i've never seen it we i've never seen we uh, <laughs> This might be the last time you hear from us because I don't know I can talk to her anymore now that I've... Wow, what? Okay, well, we've got to fix that. Well, I feel like uh, they, they've they gotten to know us. Ash, what do you so think? Probably, probably more than they signed up for when I they know. first started listening. Well, but, yeah, there's more to come, too, for sure. There's more to come, for sure. So, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we're the and theme. We are the theme theme park <laughs> we tried so for the record we thought we might be able to do that at the same time and then clearly no. so, so listen, we'll work on that find us at mainstreetinspirations.com follow us on instagram at mainstreetinspirations if you want to follow me personally i'm at jessakini for those who don't know that's what my mom used to call me so that's where that comes from and you can follow ashley at at happy go ashley with and her. my name is really complicated, so it's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. Yeah, like, what's up with that? What? Yeah, I, I, get to <laughs> I actually like it. I think it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But yes, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you will tune in to our next episodes and keep on this journey with us. And if you see us at the parks or at a run Disney race, just come over and say hello because you can sit with us. Mm-hmm.